Hello, and welcome to People First Merseyside Podcast. Today, me and Siobhan will be interviewing two of our guests from SWAC. Would you two like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name's Ashley and I'm the engagement officer at SWAC. Hi, uh, my name's Colin and I'm um, a learning support assistant at SWAC. Ah, it's nice to have you two today. So, we'd like to ask you some questions about SWAC. So, um, could you tell us what is SWAC? Yeah, sure. SWAC is an independent specialist college that supports 16 to 25 year olds with specialist educational needs. Um, we also our courses include prep for life, prep for work, and um, supported internships. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that it it looks like an acronym. So, what exactly does it like stand for? It stands for Southwest Regional Assessment Centre. I see. Thank you. So, what does SWAC do? So we support. Um, 16 to 25 year olds with special educational needs and our three courses are prep for life, prep for work and supported internships. So when did this company start and how many branches are there? It started in 2002 in Dorset. We've got one branch in Liverpool and four down south. We've got one in Boscombe, one Dorchester, one in Winton and one in Maley. So how long have you been here in Bootle? One year, and it, I think it was one year yesterday. Yeah, one year uh, yesterday yeah. we've been here. <laughs> Just had your anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary. We've been around Bootle for about, must be more than, t- I'm 25, so it's older than me, so it's about 20. Five twenty-seven years, more like we've been around the Sefton area hmm. for a long time, but we actually started in Liverpool. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been in the investment centre? About, so I started to about 12, 15 years. Wow. We've been in the investment centre for, because we do projects, so every single project, will be about a couple of years so I've been here myself for seven years and it's really good so I started the youngest out of everyone. I was 18 when I started so I was a little baba who (laughs) was still very stubborn Mm -hmm. but yeah it's lovely to work in partnership with you. So, uh, one of the main reasons why we are doing this podcast is because we would like to learn how uh, situations such as death is like handled in like an educational setting. So, we shall go to those type of questions now. So, how does Swarak handle the death of another pupil or a staff member? Would this be the same as in other schools or colleges? Well, I think with uh, with Swarak, we um, we'd obviously have compassionate leave. Um, mm-hmm whether it be, I mean, that's for the student and staff, we'd sort of look at it uh, in a similar way. Um, obviously, one-to-one support. Um, students would obviously have their own processes that they need to go through as well. Um, we'd obviously liaise with families and carers and um, and everyone involved. But I think grieving is obviously, um, you know, it's a process that people find can find their own way um, differently, you know. 
there obviously is five or uh, you know the seven stages of, um, of grief and things like that. But and it's a personal thing, isn't yeah, it? How everyone it's, it's, yeah, yeah. handles it differently. That's yeah. How they deal with it, yeah. So um, obviously we have um, a company policy that we'd follow anyway. Um, but it is all about you know we, we like to look at Swara because we're, we're all one family anyway. So I think. Um, when something affects a member of staff, it it also affects the other staff because obviously we all, you know, we do care for each other. Yeah, and, quite and the students. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. So I think moving, f you know, and going forward, that's the way we want to uh, we want to be as well. So it's all about looking after each other, looking after the students, and basically helping each other through. The best um, we can. Yeah, 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 the best we can mm -hmm. through the process of grieving, I suppose. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So. Do you have like um, so when I was in school I had uh, mentors it was called and I had uh, so do you have someone that a student could speak to if you've got any issues like that? Yeah of course well I think um, I mean we're, we're all, we all do a mentoring role really don't yeah. we with, with our students so um, and I think we sort of, rather than having one designated person, because the student for one reason, I mean, a student might, for instance, um, feel more comfortable talking with Ashley than, than myself, say, or vice versa. So it's not, we haven't really... Um, yeah, it's whoever the student's comfortable with, yeah, they yeah. go come to us. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a, a company where we can, if it can, it has to go further than on us we've got health assured confident and it's all confidential so we can and that's for staff and students so they it, it's all there and if you need therapy it's all under all under this mm -hmm. so that sounds amazing yeah. especially for so, someone who has a learning disability and mm -hmm. has been through that system before yeah. So how you've got a quiet room where your young members who are upset can take some space and can get to use this room by themselves? Yeah, we've we've got a quiet we call it the sensory room and it's it have you seen it? It's lovely, it's full of bean bags. And I have seen it, I get very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's it's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's where our yeah, students yeah. take themselves off. If they ever need 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just want to chill, they go in there. And it, what's it called? And, um, the speaker? Uh, the Alexa. Oh, the Alexa yeah, you want yeah. the Alexa on and have a little um, yeah, listen yeah. to the favourite songs or whatever. So yeah, that's there for them. Yeah, yeah and I think a sensory room is really good as well, especially mm. like having good stuff with the learning disability mm. I think it's amazing I've heard a lot of our members go yeah, yeah. we want to go down why can't we have <laughs> so has there ever been like any type of situation where a young person talks about something that's upset them that they haven't been believed or are they usually always believed um, students are always believed we always take in what they've said and we go through the right and correct processes. Mm -hmm. um, but a student, whatever you tell us, um, is believed. So do you have any input or support from the local churches 
also members have people's status as parents of the local churches provide some support and counsel so you've related to any so do people have any religious stuff that might impact them um, we've got some of our students um, have got different religions um, we've got a, a student who's Christian and she's yeah, yeah. she's a devout church goer um, and then we've got another student with, of different faiths yeah, so yeah we've, there's Muslim, a mixed yeah, yeah. Muslim faiths and things like that yeah yeah do you agree that should all schools have a staff trained to support pupils in the following the death within the family or school yeah 100% we have extended networks such as ACES Charity and the Signpost hmm. So that's another charity that we um, also work with and how ACE developed the team is two gentlemen who wanted to do that and they do a um, disco in fusion in town and we've been to some of them events and they're really good especially 18 or over and having a company where people can earn a profit no whether it's a learning disability it's like the learn Oliver McGowan stuff as well we're trying to look into more of that if people want to mm-hmm. yeah perfect so would you know if there's like a difference between the way that a mainstream stu- a mainstream school and a special school with the old deaf um, well, I think, I mean, we, we obviously were um, special educational needs college, but I think um, I think we go back to what we were saying before, that it, it, it depended on the individual, whereas um, we all deal with grief uh, and death uh, in a different way. And I think mm. maybe, um, I think from a learning point of view, um, it may be a little bit different. Um, from mainstream um, or I don't know I just think um, um, is there a difference I don't I don't think there's a massive difference but obviously the students because they've got SEN mm. um, they can cope with cope things completely different mm. so we're there to support their emotional needs yeah. um, so that may be a difference but I don't think there's a huge difference in how schools and our school are. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when someone dies, are there concerns and thoughts of the young people who listen to? So basically, I'll, do you see people with a learning disability like the differences between some of them so being young myself and being 25 I got around the wrong crowd and seen a lot of stuff do you see people with a learning disability and autism do they get the support maybe to deal with the outside stuff, no, it's not in college. As in, 
outside stuff as in what? Is it um, as in going out with the wrong people oh, to like get in the wrong crowd? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, dealing with someone like the man passing away, yeah. or it might be dealing with a friend who's really sick because a lot of us with a learning disability and autism die younger so they might have someone in the family that die younger mm. so would you still support them you know, with those sad? The answer is yes we can we can support them in-house but if they need more support we normally say to other services like CAMS. Okay, so let's say there is a death at the uh, uh, school or college or educational practice. Is, do you think there's a difference between how a pupil would handle the death compared to a staff member? Because a staff member might have some responsibilities as being like one of the educational tutors. Uh, yeah, as in, as in a staff member's family member dies or a student who's like, like a person that goes to the educational space um, yeah well I suppose it goes back to the same thing that you know people deal with with grief differently I think um, I think we'd have to support obviously the staff you know the staff member would obviously be devastated but I think a lot of um, the pupils or the students friends and, and peers would be mm. obviously devastated as well so I think we'd all I think we probably all go through the grieving pro, um, process and we just have to be there to support each other and if anyone was feeling um, you know that they needed more help and more um, more support we'd obviously go through our channels um, because obviously everything is if someone came to us in confidence there's, there's things where like um, Ashley's mentioned before we have external agencies that we can put them in, in mm -hmm. touch with um, because as I say, grieving is a personal, it's a personal thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's, um, I just think that as long as we're all there to support each other, we'd, uh, we'd obviously get through the process um, together. Yeah, know. definitely. And um, like personal to me, um, it's coming up to on the 10th of November, might have been the first year since my brother passed away. Mm. And even though I'm only started in May, the support um, I've got from the, the staff is amazing um, and then the students, because I openly talk about my brother's death because that's, that's my way of dealing with it mm -hmm. um, and the students, they, they know about it and they're constantly reassured me coming up asking me am I okay um, speak about them because I have a picture on my phone so we all support like I said before, yeah, we have a massive yeah, like yeah. a big tight knit yeah, yeah. family yeah. and anyone that joins us Everyone's brought in, yeah, and it's just, yeah. I call it like a big love bubble, which is great. It really <laughs> it is. is. We all look after each other. And yeah. I think that's absolutely amazing because I think a lot of people try and hide it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With death. So, the last question really is do you, do you think it's changed now than it was in the past? Do you think people are more open? I would definitely change. say so. Um, even go back ten to twenty years, it was death. Death happens, in my opinion, mm. and it was sort of done and dusted and dealt with, and it wasn't really spoken about. But now there's so many more 
options and availabilities for people to speak from therapists to charities to just go and speak to someone a teacher or the student feels comfortable I think 100% yeah it is Hmm. I I totally agree I think um, I think it's not that not saying that it was frowned upon years ago but I think it, it feels more um, it seems more open in, and especially in, in, in our place of work the fact that if you have any you know not just with death but with any issues um, we're, we're obviously trying to portray the fact that you can come and tell we can tell each other yeah. anything we want and get the support there and, and as regards um, you know we've had students who've had um, family members pass and you know it, it's not just something that you get over it could hit you on any day you could be having a great day and then all of a sudden you just have that wave of emotion coming over you and if a staff member or an, a, another student says oh you know um, that um, that person over there is not feeling too good today and we go and speak to them it's offering them support because then uh, they feel they've um, they've been able to open up and say, yeah. "Oh, it's because of this," rather than like you just said, hiding it and saying, "Oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I've just you know, I just don't feel too good today." They can actually mention it to us and say, "Well, it's because of this. I'm thinking of you know this person, that person who's passed." So it's um, and quite often that happens. Yeah, yeah. And some of the students come and sit with me in the office and we just talk about how they yeah. feel and when they're ready they go okay I'm done and then they go back to class yeah. or they sit a little bit longer and just tell me how they feel because that's one of the biggest things I think is yeah. releasing how you feel and not so. keeping it all pent mm. up inside and I think it's learning from people as well so it's learning from each other and learning that confidence I think a lot of people with a learning disability and autism we're lucky, me and Robin were both younger and we've got mm-hmm. a really good support system around us and we're very passionate about what we do. But knowing like we all want to do because we always talk about but we joke about it mm-hmm. in a joking way that we probably will be to the last ones standing touch wood. <laughs> it probably will but I think it's very open healer as well in people's face but Mm -hmm. not scared and we have a project about it so you know (laughs) we have have the project to talk about it because one of our friends David Morley but we also have a project talking about mental health Mm -hmm. and explaining mental health to each other because Mm. a lot of people don't wanna really open up and I find it out like a lot of people with the environment, especially men the way you to get brought up. You've got to keep it inside. Mm-hmm. I think now well I appreciate it is people opening up to making more I agree, I, a lot's generational as well, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. you you the older generation, you don't talk about much, just get on with it and yeah, move yeah. on and now it's basically anyone can talk about anything yeah. and it should mm. be that way mm-hmm. so that was our last question so is there anything you two would like to like say or add before we wrap things up um just thank you for inviting us yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, a really good experience and um all of us at swrac SWRAC, just again a big massive thank you and you're yeah. always welcome to come pay us a visit
Um, yeah, well, we'll come about and use that quiet movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a massive thank you for, for having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, and yeah, thanks good. for coming up with us. Anything you want to say, Siobhan? Or? And yeah, thank you very much to come and speak to us. We will work in close partnership with you. Amazing. And any resources that you want to use, you can go and get. And like Sabesa, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And for thank you, our dear audience, thank you for listening to this episode. We will have a new David episode ready for you tomorrow. See you then.